I will call to order uh, the uh, Peace River Town Council special meeting one for Monday, July the 31st, 2017. Let the record show that this meeting started at uh, two minutes after five. Um, there has been uh, two requests to uh, speak to the Deventure Bylaw, which this meeting is about. Uh, Deventure Bylaw 2002. And they were filed over the weekend. Uh, one from a Mr. J.B. Paris in a request to CAO Mr. Parker at 11.37 p.m. Is your, is your computer on Greenwich meantime? No, it isn't, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, that was filed this past Saturday. Uh, we also had another uh, request from a Mr. Nathan Friedet. Did I pronounce that correctly? At uh, 3 p.m., 1500 hours this past Sunday. So to allow these individuals, because uh, we don't have the public comments on the agenda that was published, to allow these individuals to speak on the agenda we will need a motion to put uh, comments to the public on the agenda. And I would recommend placing it before new business. Uh, we'll follow our standard time allowance of, uh, for, for this type of, uh, for these types of comments, uh, two minutes. Uh, do I have a motion to that? I'll make that motion, Your Worship, that we add uh, to the agenda uh, comments from the public. Uh, to address the bylaw uh, as the first item of business in that it was not included in the original agenda. Um, all in favor of that amendment? In favor, and again, uh, Your Worship, I would just ask everyone to speak up. I would appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> I don't get much better. <laughs> um, oh, you're trying to tell me that, she, that, that Councillor Banky was speaking loud. Is that what you're trying to tell me? So the... So given that we have a thin agenda, um, um, are there any, do we actually at a special meeting even allow for deletions of items? I don't think so. No, you can delete items. Oh, you That's can delete yeah. items. So, one to delete, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We'll, we will, so no deletions. So perhaps a motion to adopt the agenda as amended. I would put a motion on the floor to adopt the agenda as amended. All in favor? In favor. Okay, so that will take us to uh, comments from the public. I should ask if there are any other individuals besides Mr. Paris and Mr. Friedrich that would, would like to uh, make comments. Okay, and sure. And uh, when you come up, I'll uh, I'll get you to state your name, even though I know your name, and uh, and I can confirm that you're a resident of the town of Peace River. So we'll do that. Okay, and um, and we will uh, take the individuals in the order that they made their requests. So, uh, Mr. Jamie Paris, if you would come to the front. And turn the microphone on. Just start and I'm on the clock. Hello, in the 
the proposal for bylaw 2002, council and CAO have acknowledged they did not understand the MGA. They are now spinning the bylaw as being in line with the spirit of the law. Not understanding the letter of the law makes understanding the spirit of the law unlikely. To be in the spirit of the law, the project never would have started and there would have been no groundbreaking until the same amount of effort that was put into announcing the need for the bylaw as was misleading the public. The spirit of the law means to do as the lawmakers originally intended. This effort falls short. The MGA is written to produce good governance at the municipal level. The MGA is very clear on how a project that requires committing the people of a community to paying an interest-bearing loan is to be enacted. All borrowing must be passed and approved before the project starts. Even after a bylaw is passed, there is still a 30-day period for a court challenge. A wise mayor and council would wait until the last avenue for challenge is passed before signing a contract. The advertising for this bylaw was on the back pages of the paper and buried on the town's website, where areas, whereas full color pictures of the groundbreaking in the paper, tweets, information gathering events, and Facebook posts promoted a project that needed no borrowing. Citizens had no idea of the scandal, with so little effort deliberately put into correcting the situation. I made the need for the bylaw no secret and was ignored. I finally called Municipal Affairs and it was Mr. Parker who wrote the bylaw the next day. I continued to question town staff about the borrowing bylaw and its existence, but was withheld until two days after it passed first reading and was in the paper. All these events happened before the groundbreaking. Council and mayor knew they were misleading the public. The cuff report was ordered by this council and recommendations on honesty and openness were strongly suggested to this council moving forward. It is undeniably fell on deaf ears. Thank you. And, uh, thank you, Mr. Ferris. Mr. Friedman? Perhaps, uh, Nathan, I could get you to sure. speak into the microphone and just properly pronounce your name for me. Nathan Freed, lead Freed. pastor at First Baptist Church in Peace River. Good evening. I'm here to share my frustration with the process behind Bill 2002. June 29th, I requested information from Tanya Bell about why the town would have a photo op on the field before bylaw 2002 was even passed. Please note this is mere days after council received the boring bylaw that it needed to be passed first. I was told that I quote, the groundbreaking and the bylaw are really unrelated. It was a media opportunity. So I get this, it's a media opportunity, but then I'm sure recently, even as of today, you drive by the field and it's completely ripped apart before this bylaw is even passed. Construction continues after you were born by municipal affairs. And optically, I don't think this looks real good. For example, what's even the point of the, even this meeting right now if the field's already dug up and you're moving forward with it? It's just like saying to the public, this is the rubber stamp, we're doing it, we're doing what we want. You know, a mistake was made by not having this bylaw passed. Fair enough, mistakes happen. But then to continue in that mistake after you publicly acknowledged it by ripping up the field, I honestly am wondering who made that call to continue that. Yes, it may put construction company uh, their schedule behind two weeks, but that's not really our fault. That's the administration that missed the bylaw in the first place. You know, I'm simply stating this evening, what is the harm in waiting to pass this bylaw at your next scheduled meeting? Why not, um, why continue to rush this and push it through? It's going to go through either way. The arena is going to be built. Why not at least show face like you're at least trying to follow the proper process? 
Uh, you're even better instead of pushing this through as a last ditch effort, why not wait a couple months and allow the new council team to continue with the project. Closing remark, I've learned from working with people that process is really everything. And having to go by a field every day that's been ripped apart before the bylaws even passed, um, honestly, it's just frustrating and discouraging. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your input, Mr. Freed. Ms. Day. So my name is Lori Day, and I am a resident of Peace River. I'm speaking for the chamber today. Um, our biggest concern is that we don't really feel that the um, financials have been transparent enough. Um, we're kind of wondering a little bit about the monies generated from advertising. Is that going to be in addition to the $9,450,000 that are going to be borrowed? Um, and also that we really want to make sure that all the money, all the business, I mean, that, you know, is going to be going towards the um, workers. I guess I can't speak today. <laughs> we, we just like to make sure that local businesses are the ones that are going to be benefiting, especially seeing as we're going to be paying this money in taxes, right? Um, that's mainly all we want. Okay, thank you. Fair enough. I believe Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Town, who will be uh, presenting the request for decision will probably address those items. So uh, that uh, takes us to new business, and this is the request for decision regarding bylaw 2002 to debenture uh, 9.45 million for the Peace Regional Recreation Center. And um, there is a request for second reading of bylaw 2002 and third reading of bylaw 2002. Um, so you're going to uh, do the briefing, Mr. Town, on uh, on the bylaw. I am your worship. Uh, good evening, your worship and council. I'm trying to fight off a cold or something, so I might be a little hoarse, and I hope Councillor Needham could hear me okay. You uh, you just uh, snuggle up to that microphone. I'll persevere if you can. <laughs> Fair enough. So the issue before council today is. Uh, for second and third reading of bylaw 2002, a bylaw for to enable the town of Peace River to borrow money on behalf of the Peace Regional Recreation Center. Um, so, in terms of the bylaw itself, um, this is a requirement of the MGA to borrow the funds. And the first reading was presented at the June 26, 2017 council meeting, in which um, first reading was given and approved. The bylaw has gone through its required advertising periods and there's no other statutory um, requirements re remaining. No petitions were received at the time of the writing or at the, uh, the finalization of the due date for petitions and the bylaw can now be um, presented and proceed to second and third reading. There's a couple things I just want to emphasize about the, the bylaw itself. Um, I think there's some some questions to be clarified. Um, and I do want to emphasize that this is the maximum amount that the town would be borrowing based on this um, project budget and amount. This is the amount from the um, budget document, which 
council has approved it's been available on our website um, and that was done in an open process through half a dozen meetings uh, last winter in November December and approval in January so the amounts here are showing the, the budgeted amounts whether they're external funding the venture in our own funds um, so that's an example to the maximum amount that we would be borrowing under this bylaw. Um, this doesn't impact, or this has not picked up changes that have occurred to funding. Um, so for example, um, this summer, Council procured $1.4 million of joint capital funding money through our partnership with the Northern Sunrise County. Um, that isn't built into this funding model because this is based on our budgeted amount to start this process. But ultimately, that would reduce our, our debenture requirement. Any other funding that we would receive from other parties, provincial, federal, municipal, um, those would also reduce that, that debenture amount. So you know, I just do want to stress that, that this is the maximum amount based on, on this budget. And there's another question about the interest rate in here that's showing of 8%. Um, that again is just a maximum amount. Um, it's, it's basically a placeholder that when the town moves to the ACFA, um, the Alberta Capital Finance Authority, um, the interest rates that we would receive would be based on the prevailing interest rates at the time. Um, this will be a couple years down the road, but right now the rates are in the 2.9 to 3.1% range. Um, so they'd be significantly improved over, over the amount shown. Um, you know, so I just wanted to make sure that the council and the public was was aware of those. As for the the debt repayments and um, the capacity for those, um, and council's been apprised of this, but those have been built into existing tax rates. Right now, council has has built in um, funds to help um, construct the facility, of which one million dollars a year are going into into the construction. And then council, when this is constructed, the council of the day will decide if that money should be transferred and utilized for the operating costs of the facility, meaning debt repayments and changes to any operating costs. So if that is council's decision at the time, I don't want to speak for any council, but if, if they do that, um, there'd be no impact on, on tax rates because that money's already built into the budget. Um, so that's really the the uh, crux of the report, there's two options before council. Option one is to adopt the bylaw and do second and third reading. And option two is to refer back to administration for changes. Okay, so um, now this is an opportunity for, uh, we'll go around the table and we'll have, uh, we'll start well with the deputy new mayor and uh, if she has any questions for staff or and or if she wishes, wishes to put forward any arguments to convince her colleagues to vote as she is voting and or clarify the reasons why she's going to vote the way she's going to vote and likewise uh, the other councillors as well so uh deputy mayor mazar i will give you the floor um i just want to um clarify gang you indicated that um no, none of the debenture itself would not increase taxes to our residents. It's already included in budgeted values. That's correct. So just um, 
Over a 20-year debenture, each million dollars costs us about $60,000 to service. Um, so, um, let's say, let's say 65,000 as a debt servicing cost. So if we borrowed $10 million, we would have to outlay 650,000 a year. So backing that down to the 9.45 number, um, the debt servicing costs are about 600,000 for 9.45 million. Um, that, that is significantly less than the $1 million. You know, there will be some additional operating costs because of the facility will be larger, require you know, staffing changes. Um, I'm going to make a very, very broad assumption. So let's say that's a quarter million dollars which in operating cost changes, which I actually believe is kind of high um, because I think the new building will be more efficient, um, increased revenue opportunities and whatnot. So the net cost wouldn't be as um, quite that bad. Um, but then, you know, there's, there's a little buffer and there's actually, you know, 150,000 from the existing tax rate that, that wouldn't be needed towards towards the operation and capital repayments of this facility. So, <laughs> all of that would be within the one million that we're presently dealing with and the budget plan. Absolutely. Also. Yes. Okay, and another question, um, the other municipalities, um, could you just review the actual amounts that they're paying? I know it's, it says 8.1, but where did that come from? Yeah, and I, I should have done that before. Some other municipal partners have been very um, you know, generous in terms of their funding um, in realizing it's a regional asset. They've come to the table through you know, several years of discussions and improved relations with them. Miss um, Bell or someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the breakdown is six million from Northern Sunrise County, two million from County of Northern Lakes, and 100,000 from the MD of Peace. Is that $8.1 million contribution from our neighbors, which you know, that's, that's over a third of, of the uh, required capital funding costs for a facility that um, they don't own, but realize that their residents utilize and have a stake in, so. Okay, and one last question. Um, the 1.4 million from the joint capital, you indicated that that was not included in the um, figures on, that were presented here. That, that's correct, so when the bylaw was presented, um, we made the decision to show the budgeted amounts because those were the those were the amounts that council had approved at the time. Um, it's also important to notice that capital funding is sometimes fluid. Um, we see during the year that there might be changes to capital um, requirements where staff has to come back and ask for more money from council or change a budget for various reasons, whether we budget low we require or you know a new project is identified. So. Um, this is one of those cases where, where we know that the, the funding for this is fluid. The federal government, the provincial governments have not funded yet. We expect them and hope them to. Um, so as, as those monies are bought on, they'll, they'll amend this, uh, this debt requirement. Council will see a revised bylaw once the project is completed and all the known funding and funders are in place. Um, you know, and this, this is a, the placeholder at this point. Um, but the final debt amount will, will come to a future council for their ultimate approval and we hope and expect that that amount um, would be lower than the amount we're showing now. Okay, thank you. So, just for my own information, with the bylaw, we have 
you were saying calling in a placeholder of this 9.45. Does does this debenture work um, as a sort of like a line of credit where you, where you apply for an amount you use as needed and adjust as needed, or like how do, how does that work? Or or are we actually borrowing 9.45 and then? paying back the balance at the end of the construction, whatever wasn't used. Like, I guess I'm just a little confused how that how that operates. So this, this bylaw gives staff the authority to borrow the money on behalf of the town. Um, it is not our intention. We do not need this money during uh, the construction phase, again, because of the money's coming in from the municipality, the use of our own cash balances through existing reserves and whatnot. We expect to be able to cash flow this internally. Um, might, might get a little close at the end and we'll have that discussion whether we need a temporary line of borrowing. Um, but staff does not intend to act on this bylaw and go and borrow the money immediately. We would do that uh, as the project. So then would it be as the need is identified, we would be doing debentures um, for once the need, like if we, if we discover we need uh, $2 million, we would borrow at $2 million, but to get through a certain stage, if it needed another million, would you do another? Like, how does how does that work? So, so that that's an option, but I wouldn't recommend that option. Okay. Um, I think the option that we would look at first would be to get a line of credit from a, a financial institution, such as ATB. Um, they would understand as a cash flow issue. Um, they know that we would be able to borrow the money and repay them back. So we might get a line of credit from ATB for couple million dollars to cash flow this. And that's within the jurisdiction of, a bor of the borrowing bylaw? Um, I'd, actually, I'd actually have to confirm if this borrowing bylaw would allow okay. us to do that. Okay. If it doesn't, then council would, would do some other short-term borrowing um, to, to allow for that. But again, that's just a timing and cash flow issue that we, we may have to draw upon. It doesn't increase our borrowing, it just changes um, when we do it, what mechanism, and then you know, but the ultimate debenture would occur, um, I would intend for it to occur at the end of the project. Are the interest rates locked or are they, are, are they is, it, is it variable, is it open? Uh, they, they will be locked upon the debenture. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they do change now. Of course, we just had an interest rate change a few months or a few weeks ago. Um, so that would have increased uh, by approximately a quarter point. So, you know, as, as interest rates change, we are impacted by those, again, historically low rates. Um, they're probably going to go up, so I would expect um, to see, you know, by the end of this project, it could be a quarter point or a half point higher. So, in the event that we get additional funding, grants, whatever the province, the federal government, do we have the ability then to um, pay against that debenture at any time, or do we have to wait for the debenture to close in order to pay that? Like, if we have to debenture before we get a commitment from anybody, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, if we had to do that, I would suggest doing um, several smaller debentures. Yeah, that's so, sort of what I was leading to at the yeah, beginning. Okay. Yeah, and then that gives us some ability. So maybe you do some five-year debentures, some ten-year debentures at lower amounts, and then we could we could stagger how they're paid off. Because I mean, the, comes into place. the understanding is is that fundraising is ongoing, would be ongoing. My experience with fundraising is it's never ending. Yep. So as that money comes in from the different sources. Um, we would need the ability to put that against the project in some way, right? Okay. And, and that's ultimately the benefit of securing a line of credit, as opposed to as, as opposed to venture. do a debenture because a line of credit you could pay off and pay down as the money's come in. You're not 
permitted to pay a set amount or you can carry it on over future years if you know that money is coming. Again, you know the timing on this um, because as we go through we're selling naming rights, those will help pay off other capital costs or operating costs um, and other fundraising, but those aren't known at this point. We know that there will be some, but you know, as for the amounts, the just the estimates at this point would be unreasonable to try to do that. So there's there's financial mechanisms we could use to to help with the cash flow of this. Okay. Um, I think that answers the ones that I had on my sheet. Um, the other comments, I guess, are, are we, is this our opportunity to speak about this or? <laughs> okay, um, so I know this doesn't relate to the borrowing bylaw, but um, Ms. Day did bring up um, about the Chamber's request on that. I'm assuming that falls into Tanya's boré, um, but I'm assuming that we can work with um, the Chamber on that. And I think we did bring it up when, when the individuals were here. Um, talking to, or when we were talking about the tender itself was engaging the local population as that was, I'm going to speak for myself, always my intent with a project like this in a down economy. So, um, and I, I do want to speak a little bit to um, the comments made by um, Mr. Freed as well uh, about the optics of, of what's happened and I, and I for one know that we were very clear that there has been a mistake made and I hope that um, going forward we understand how to uh, move this forward appropriately as to not to offend the people who are paying for this project, which is myself and everybody else sitting in the room, so. So I think my previous two colleagues have covered a lot of the uh, financial stuff that uh, needed to be said. I guess the only thing that I really want to um, reinforce is that we did do a tax height here two and a half, three years ago, uh, and that is a dedicated tax rate, a mill rate of um, one mill, I think that we are, are taxing our rate payers on annually, and that's going specifically to this project, and I just want to confirm that there won't be any other tax rates dedicated to this project. Increases. Increases, yes. Yeah, so as it sits, um, you know, it's my belief, uh, you know, we've done pretty substantial um, financial analysis and modeling on this, um, that there'd be no no impact on, on the existing tax rate to, to operate and um, pay down the debt on this facility. Thank you. I guess I just want to kind of echo Mr. Sotchek or Councillor Sotchek saying, like in my mind, we funded this already. We put the tax levy in, increased the taxes two and a half, three years ago, and that's where we're, how we're going to fund it. And, you know, I haven't had anybody, you know, personally expect concerns about, you know, the, how we're going to fund it. You know, people, no one wants their taxes to go up, and people are questioning, you know, it's a, saying it's a big project, but the people I've talked to are all very, very supportive of that, so I, you know, I haven't had a lot, a lot, any, any concerns me other than the concerns I hear tonight. But I have a couple questions for administration. Um, I mean, obviously, um, one of the options to for residents to block this kind of development is to uh, submit a petition. Uh, did we get a petition? Any 
Any portion of the petition? Any comments about that, Chris? Uh, no, we did uh, not, uh, Councilor. Okay, all right. I mean, I guess, I guess that's it. I, I think we've. Uh, The uh, questions I answered or had uh, my fellow counselors have uh, already asked them. Um, the one thing I do want to uh, reiterate on, and uh, I do believe uh, Mr. Town did touch on it already, is the fund. Some of the funding sources have uh, they're not all yet identified. So as other grants, I understand become available, or as uh, Councillor Banky had mentioned, there's going to be a. Uh, we still have that. Uh, fundraising committee which will be ongoing so that substantial number could come down a bit yet. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Nita. Am I speaking loud enough uh, your worship first of all? I believe so. All right uh, I think there's been lots of discussion about the potential so allow me just to uh, draw back somewhat and, and, uh, and uh, my offer my comments. So four years ago Many of us on council stood at the Athabasca Hall and we made a political promise. I remember the night well. And that political promise said we would commit to a regional needs assessment, and we did. Once that assessment was completed, uh, no one was more surprised than myself and my colleagues uh, of the, the problem before us. And the problem was the structural deficiencies at the current arena. That building was on life support, and we definitely needed a, a capital project to replace it. And and that was caught us as a bit of a surprise. Uh, the regional committee was formed. Uh, they worked hard to match the regional needs with the new capital project. At one time, that capital project, I believe, was north of 33 million. The second ice surface uh, was not in the in the top list. Uh, in in fact, uh, I would note this past winter that that uh, ice users turn back 185 hours of ice time. Uh, so it is not a, is a high priority as some would think. I've sat on the Peace River Minor Hockey Executive for a number of years, and uh, I, I, I too was surprised by some of these, uh, these, these points. There's been ample discussion about the design and the options of this new facility. I understand it's been on our agenda for 19 times since 2015. I can also recall in-depth discussions between our consultant and uh, Mr. Lawson, who was a, a big supporter of the ice of the second ice surface. Uh, there is a financial plan. Our neighbors have made large commitments to this project. Three years ago, we placed one mill on your tax base, which is about $60 per household. Again, as I heard earlier this evening, we've got the feds, we've got the province, and the challenging local effort to raise some money. That is before us. Uh, I find myself, uh, after living in Peace River for 35 years and following along and hoping for a replacement project, that I have lots of information before me and I'm more than satisfied that this is the future and the right decision for the town of Peace River. And in closing, Your Worship, I would be prepared to put a motion on the floor to provide second reading to Bylaw 2002. Mr. Needham's motion. Um, I, he touched on the public consultation aspect and there has been a lot of public consultation on the multiplex and that goes back three and a half years, if not more, uh, not only on the type of facility, but also on the financing. Uh, this bylaw, as Mr. Towns spoke to, just provides an additional financial tool 
uh, to complete the multiplex. Uh, certainly there's been more, uh, more than adequate time for people to voice their concerns and even adequate time as, Mr. Uh, as Mr. Burr alluded to, to uh, file a petition to strike down this bylaw. Uh, and the bar for a successful petition is pretty low, only 10% of the population. And as I understand, uh, administration uh, allowed an additional week for a petition. So for myself, I don't see uh, a reason to vote against this bylaw. So I will, uh, I will ask for a, uh, we have a motion on the. Uh, yes, Your Worship, uh, my closing comments included a motion to adopt bylaw 2002. All in favor? For in second, favor. For second reading. For second reading. Is there, uh, I will actually give, uh, give the honor to one of the uh, two uh, members of council who served on the uh, who served on the public consultation uh, committee uh, to um, have the honor of making the third. I move uh, to take bylaw 2002 to third reading. No, for third reading. For third reading. All in favor? In favor. Uh, bylaw 2002 is passed. Um, there are no other uh, agenda items. I will, uh, is there a motion to, can I have a motion to adjourn the meeting? Ms. Benke? All in favor? In favor. Pass, meeting adjourned.